What up? This is Zach, and with me as always is Peck. What up, Peck? Hello. This week, we're going to be talking about, well, we'll talk about some trade steps. Then we'll talk a little bit about how Thanksgiving was for us. Well, I guess maybe our opinions on it. I'm not really a huge expert on the Thanksgiving stuff, but we're going to talk about it. It'll be funny. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. How was my week? <laughs> You're just waiting. All right, fine. That was your week, I'm Zach. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Okay, my week was good. <laughs> I bet it was. No, my phone's making noises. Okay, dang it. Okay, my week was good. Um, I made 2.32% on my trade, and I've been doing the same trade as I was the past two weeks, or four, month, month now, wow. Uh, so yeah, uh, basically doing it over the weekend, entering the tri trade Friday, selling it on Monday. Uh, so yeah, it's really good. I like it. Um, yeah, this week was a little interesting because I was like not confident that it was going to just go up because of like, you know, people traveling for Thanksgiving, things like that. I wasn't sure about the volatility, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I was going for 4% <laughs> on my trade <laughs> instead of, and so I adjusted it to two. So I ended up doing two, 2.32%. Um, yeah, I did good. But I was going to go for four, went for two. So what did you do? Because this week, it was kind of weird. I was kind of thrown off guard by the whole half-day Friday thing. Yeah. That was a little weird. So did you end up placing a new trade, or are you just waiting till next So week? I did place a trade. I have a trade placed, and it didn't go through Friday because I do it at the end of the day Friday. So, which at the end of the day was like you know, like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> and so I said it. It didn't go through. Um, but what's happened like every other week is it gets immediately or it immediately goes through on Monday, and then I just set my limits and normally it sells by nine mm. or in between. Yeah, you know that time. So that's what I'm thinking is going to happen because um, it didn't go through. Nice. So that's what I'm waiting for. It's going to be good. But yeah, I just basically said an after hours trade and said stay ready to go. Nice. You know. So yeah. How was your week? Uh, let's see. Bad and good. So the one that I've been holding on forever has gone up. And it keeps going up, um, which is good. And I need to check because it's starting to get close to where the next dividend date is going to be. And I'm mm. not really sure I want to carry over to now the next dividend date. Yeah, just sell it. But <laughs> it, it needs to get to the break-even point for me to really sell it. So I, I think mm -hmm. I have about like two or three weeks before then, Okay, which will be fine. Um bought in on another or on one of my investment ones that I've been holding it reached a support you know it was a low bought in and then it 
broke that low and went down even more. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> all right, which I'm still not freaking out. I'm more like angry more than anything because it was kind of like bought it on a Friday low. Next Monday it went up a little bit and then just like crashed Tuesday. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, poor timing, whatever. I'm just frustrated about it. Yeah. Well, so I'm eliminating the frustration <laughs> is what I'm doing on it by just like, you know, going back through my head of like, okay, why did you, why did you put more money into this? Right. Because if it's already kind of down, you know, then going through my analysis and it's still like, I'm still good on my analysis kind of thing. So I just got to wait for, I'm, I'm honestly waiting on the quarterlies for it too kind of see which can be very risky yeah good and bad it is a tech stock tech is getting beat up mm -hmm. you know it is just a punching bag and yeah. like an abandoned gym that like homes people come and piss on and yeah the fires <laughs> the fires yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know california <laughs> <laughs> all right may i apologize for that one uh what no <laughs> There, there are fires in it's just a fact i wasn't being funny oh but <laughs> you're just, you're just... there are fires and it's going to affect our tech stocks oh okay that makes more sense <laughs> jeez okay. i thought you were just like yeah fires in california homeless people <laughs> no <laughs> okay um but my other ones are are doing pretty good it's just that the one that put more in obviously became a large majority of it so overall on the week i'm down a couple percent um so yeah and it and it's a long hold anyways that's why i generally have separated that from my general trading account yeah so my swing trading portion that's doing good my other uh ipo strategy that one's doing good it's just my first apl strategy one is yeah it's it's making me feel emotions and i don't like it yeah you got, don't yeah, cut that emotions. out yeah. yeah i'm cutting that out it's like anything else if you're feeling emotional and you're doing things and thinking about it too much you're gonna mess up but if you're doing it because you're good at it and you like to do it you're gonna do well it's like a woman i'm just kidding that's not <laughs> A, yeah, a girl can tell when you're trying too hard is what I was getting at. Yeah, play on, player. That's like my favorite ESPN commercial. Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah. Uh, and then I haven't really done much of the Forex. Didn't really change it. I need to figure out. I switched phones, and now i got to figure out my whole password thing again because it was saved on my previous phone. and You lost it. Yeah. So I don't even I don't even know how it's doing and that's like weird for me to not know how like a currency is doing. Yeah. It's freaking me out. No, I'm just kidding. But so yeah, I don't know. I I think looking forward is um it's gonna be good. I I'm already kinda starting my New Year's plans mm -hmm. for investments and picking out some stuff. So I'm gonna definitely my goal is to try and just switch up everything that I currently have. Well, not switch everything up, but more so just create a couple, uh, I guess the best way is to call it rival stocks. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I want to buy one of Warren Buffett's Berkshire and Hathaway's stock B and buy one of those. And then my goal is to beat that <laughs> kind of thing. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, either way, it's like it could go down or it can go up, right? So if it goes down, then it's like I could beat it by not putting any money in, you know, but that's mm-hmm. not fun. So it's kind of like I want to beat that. Do it. Yeah. Do what you can. So. But yeah. That was my week. Awesome. Let's talk about our trade steps. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, it's loading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't overtrade. Be patient and wait for three to five good trades. I find that interesting because I feel like we've talked about it a lot on here. Like, yeah, I have my opinion on why people want or like trying to get retail traders now. Yeah, you know, and like that's how they get money, and they're telling people to day trade all the time. So being able to focus on just a small amount of trades. Per day, I'm assuming this is a per day thing. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going? I I lose myself. Uh, yeah, five. Oh yeah, focusing on five trades per day is just the best place to be because honestly, you're not risking too much, and you have a place where like if you're getting emotional, you you know the system stops you. Oh, yeah. I've done five trades. I can't do it. I yeah. can't do anymore. Even if you're frustrated and want to figure it out, you know. Got to turn it off. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just turn it off. No, I. So, I've always been kind of a fan of limiting um, number of trades for scalping. Yeah. Or, and, but also at the same time, it's like, so you have your, your losing percentage, right? But to really test out a strategy, and I talked about this early on, where you kind of need to go through with it for the full however many practice trades that you're wanting to do for the strategy so if you determine that you're going to make 10 trades with this strategy or 100 trades and you get 30 in and you've lost like 80 percent 80 percent of them kind of thing well 30 is a pretty good amount right uh but it's kind of like to just keep going kind of thing for the full hundred I mean, obviously, you're you, up until you reach your percentage stop loss. Because mm-hmm. if you're reaching your percentage stop loss before you can reach that maximum amount of trades, then that's not a good strategy kind of thing. But so kind of having that set amount, right? I'm a fan of it. Yes. Well, and I don't know. I kind of touched on the mind games. You touched on uh, basically... What's the word I'm looking for? Logical. Logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looking at that and just being like, I don't know. The other part of it from the limiting limits is be patient, right? So be yeah. patient and wait for three to five trades. Um, and I've kind of touched on this where it's like, it's hard not to get antsy for a trade that you think you see coming up. Yeah. I I like to trade in the moment. Um, and my moment is obviously whatever, one thirty on Friday for me. Yeah. And yeah, whatever time zone we're in, that one. Um, 
it just works for me, you know? And be, because of that, I have to wait and wait and wait, and then I can trade again. But it's become something that's more uh, tolerable than me feeling like antsy and excited to trade. Um, they talk about trade, trading should be boring, something that isn't like, and I think the reason they want it to be that way is because that way you're being more systematic and less, uh, what's the word? I could say emotional, I guess. But, uh, mm, what is it? Trading on a whim is yeah. kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Just doing trades out of nowhere because I see it, I'm going to do it, you know. Um, why can't I? Why can't I think of the word? It's like where you can't help but do it. Like when you're out shopping and you see something and you just impulse. are like a, impulse, impulse trading. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Okay, so yeah, don't be an impulse trader, and to limit yourself using this particular rule or limiting your amount of trades. Yeah, which, <clears throat> and it's also kind of like targets a point where if understanding the frequency of your trading strategy kind of thing because mm -hmm. um, limiting the amount of trades you know for testing out a strategy as well like you may only find three to five opportunities a day to do it mm -hmm. right which can also be that that to me is one of the most frustrating things of being a scalper is when you have a strategy but like the the opportunity windows for that are so far apart mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like that you're just like I, f I feel like I want a strategy that can like I can just click at any moment and make money right like I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. like what most people's sentiment wants to be is that and that's where a lot of um I I don't know what do you call them trader ads you know where it's like be like me Jason Bond or something right <laughs> from Bond trading I I'm pretty sure that's a legit one that I've seen and it's like that's not your name bro um, <laughs> well I, I think that this particular subject is one of the things that makes in my opinion um, doing just the normal stock exchange or what yeah doing New yeah. York Stock Exchange easier than like Forex there's yeah. a lot more opportunities because there's a lot more companies and a lot more things you can look for. Yeah. So it's easier to find that particular strategy, right? Yeah. Whereas in Forex, you you have a set amount of pairs. And for the most part, you only want to trade like 10, 8 of them, maybe? Oh, not, you know? not even that much. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's like four yeah. tops. And so it's like when you're looking at that and kind of, how do I say this right? When you're looking at that and you're like, oh, I have a giant pool of things I can choose from, or I have, you know, four or five. Yeah. And pretty much, like, the way it works is, like, you have your one, like, you have, like, your, depending on how long you trade during the day, you're like, all right, during this time frame, I'm going to be looking at this primary one with mm -hmm. the secondary one for, like, you know, just in case, more of, like, alerts kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to do that for four hours. And then the second four hours, I'm going to be switching, you know. So it's, yes. Yeah. That but, was one of the most annoying things starting out was <laughs> like, there. Like I've legitly looked at a computer screen for 14 hours straight being like, where's my trade? Yeah. Well, and 
I did that when I was scalping, and yeah, I made, like, I don't remember how much I made, but it was really good to me Yeah. But by the end of the week, and then I was like, oh, but it wasn't worth my time. Yeah. And so one way I, I would say that in the future, I'm going to try and, like, what's the word, figure that out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you have so much quantity in the types of stocks, so you can find a particular strategy in the New York Stock Exchange, right? Yeah. But with forex what do you you don't have that same amount or that same quantity so what do you need a, you do need quantity though and so that's quantity and strategies that work and finding those things i would say that's where like being very good at analysis and knowing a bunch of different strategies mm -hmm. would help um it's something i want to do i'm not focusing on it quite yet yeah you know but i see that's the way i see that being uh mitigated i guess mitigating that risk where it's yeah. like i'm not looking for just one thing i'm looking for a bunch of things on one thing <laughs> you know yeah. whereas trading i'm looking at a bunch of different things for one thing it's kind of the it's a good way to choose what you want to trade i guess is a good way to put it yeah no that is dope uh should we move on yeah let's move on okay um number nine if you come into a trade with the idea of making big money, you are doomed. <laughs> when accounts are blow, blown out, this mindset is responsible most of the time. It's true. Um, I feel like one of the hardest like milestones, or maybe not the hardest milestone to get to, but the hardest one to kind of... It's a dream-crushing one in a strange way. Yeah. Is that one, where it's like, okay this is going to take a lot of time and even if you like have done well in the past there's no guarantee you're going to do that well again yeah. ever and so the way that i started doing things was i do it by the smallest little percentage is like like my goal is literally one percent a week right i'm, yeah. I'm just barely up, upping it to 1.5 now mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, since we've done the podcast, it's been 1% one per, one a week. And so <clears throat> the reason I do that is because I just want those small wins just so that I'm getting more wins than losses. But when I have a bigger win, like, you know, it's actually worth it. It's not. Yeah. Because I'll have some that just come out of nowhere where I do like extremely well mm -hmm. and it's like okay this was a good strategy and it worked um but and that's normally because i'm kind of like looking at it and tuning it in the moment i'm talk a lot about that that's like my kick lately i just be in the moment when you're trading <laughs> which is a weird thing to say i think but it's true like the reason i'm doing well is because i do things in the moment at the time rather than that kind of trap that you can get into as a trader it's like oh well maybe it'll go up no i won't i'm not gonna i'm just gonna hold it and hopefully it goes up like you know yeah that's the biggest trap and that's just my way, way of mitigating that but like i was saying your dreams get trust crushed when you realize oh it's not a giant win every time and if i think that way guess what i blow up my account and lose 70 percent of it so yeah <laughs> I know that from experience right well 
Yeah, and I feel like it also kind of depends on like the trading strategy and stuff like that too. Um, when it comes to like trading in the moment, but because yeah, if if you're a scalper or well, a lot of people who put uh, time limits on their trades, right? That that to me is like in the moment. It, it is while while the trade is occurring within its time. If you're exceeding that time where it's like you were talking about where it's like okay well i just have to hold on to it a little bit longer Mm -hmm. if you're not accounting for that previous to that then that that's where you're just like on just pure hope yeah right and because your mind trading sales kind of differ a little bit where it's like like the one one of them that i have now where it's like Oh, it went down a lot, so I am gonna have to hold it. But I was like, <laughs> but if it's in your time frame and it's a part of what you've taken into account from the get go, well, then yeah, it's, fine. it's it's part of that like analysis where it's like, okay, I know I'm okay to hold on to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have that knowledge supporting that to hold on to it, not just like, well, I just have to because I have no other choice. Yeah, right. And that's what I mean. I mean, stick to that plan, and if something goes awry, then then go out you know but it doesn't seem like that's what's going on with you you know yeah right like i'm yeah whatever about me (laughs) (laughs) you've got it down yeah but well this is the one thing though that i've noticed as well as like when it comes to that making that big break or whatever right Mm -hmm. is yes a lot of the trades that i'm going for right now are bigger percentage goals right Mm -hmm. with these ipos but the time factor towards it is like, okay, I'm looking for something to go up 12%, right? Mm-hmm. That means that I should expect to wait about three months for that opportunity. Yeah. Still kind of equating that 1% to a one week kind of thing. Like, that's kind of how I'm doing it. It's kind of, it's like that, that to me, like, makes it worth it. If that kind of makes sense. Where other people also realize, or one thing that I also realized kind of going in is that you're looking to make smaller percentages off of a large, larger account instead of making bigger percentages off of a smaller account. Because it's a lot easier. Yes, sir. And when you go in thinking that it's like, I'm going to triple, double, quadruple my mm-hmm. account in just like two weeks kind of thing, you're like, okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> it's not impossible. It's just highly improbable, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah it, it, I would so much rather have like a million dollars with like you know a 3% treasury bond and being able to live <laughs> off of that rather than you know have them to be like alright I gotta make 20% this week in order to pay dues end like yeah well what, this is a funny story actually this weekend I was talking to my uh, my grandpa cause it was Thanksgiving right yeah so I'm like oh, I'm at my grandpa's house. I'm going to talk to him or whatever. And he was like, it was funny because he like sat me down and he's like, you haven't been in the workforce for this long and all that could be going to your retirement and all this. And I'm like, grandpa, do you not understand what I'm doing right now? You know, like he doesn't understand, like I guess he doesn't understand what I'm doing. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, like my whole goal is to make it basically a trust for myself, you know? And so when I was talking to him about that, he's he's worried about me getting that giant percentage so i don't have to worry about it later and what i'm worried about is being able to live off the percent that i have and keep building it 
until yeah. eventually I can retire off that, right? Yeah. And so it's just a different, um, it's just a different way of looking at things. Um, I I assume he's more wise than me because he's got that experience. Yeah. And so, like, he's right in some ways, but I think that um, it's just that same idea of like, how are you going to do this? how do you make that percentage and how do you is this actually an obtainable goal yeah you know and it's a it's a lot of planning so that's where i'm at cool next yeah let's do one more <laughs> okay we'll do one more and then we can talk about uh what we think about thanksgiving stuff right yeah okay don't focus on money focus on executing trades well if you are getting into and out of trades rationally, the money will take care of itself. We've talked about this a little bit where it's like the money is the tool. Yeah. It's about, you know, having consistency. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we've always used percentages, mm -hmm. right? Not, not monetary value because it would be really easy to be like, for someone to be like, I made $4,000 this week, and so can yeah. you, right? And then it's like, I traded $4 million in one bond, and <laughs> you know, right? Like, they're without that kind of backup. Well, to it. and that's what's so, in, like, I find myself getting very annoyed with uh, the state of people teaching trading right now. Yes. Because they're all like, I made this much money, I'm full of crap. <laughs> like it's like dude stop okay like and then and then you got people like i feel like forex is like ramping back up again i don't know if you felt that uh yeah i i feel like just in general like all and it could be that because yeah. it's like you know google ad ai is just like oh you look at stock stuff you might like these ads mm -hmm. and it's maybe like, that's true i'm just getting flooded with it because <laughs> you know ai stuff yeah, I just feel like recently, because like the past couple months, it was like penny stock lists, penny stock lists. Come look at our penny stock lists. And now it's like starting to go back to, I make this much money doing Forex. This is the only Forex strategy you'll ever need. Mm -hmm. And it's like in both of those, I don't know. I hate when people put up lists because it's like, here's all the stuff I put my money into. Go trade it so I can take yours. And right. then Forex... <laughs> Uh, like I said, like we said earlier, there's only a couple of pairs. They want that volatility so they can take your money because they have more money in there, more trades, and they're going to take the excess. Yep. Ranting. Sorry. Nope. You're good. It's I, just... I don't even remember what that step was about. <laughs> Go ahead. Reread it. Okay. Okay. Um, don't focus on the money. Focus on executing trades well. If you're getting into and out of trades rationally... The money will take care of itself. Yeah, and and kind of with those ads, they kind of use the, the monetary value to bait you in as to why you should do it. Yes. Which it's like, okay, yes, that is a pretty good reason why to do it, right? There, There's a lot of pros to it. There's a lot of cons with it, but the pros are pretty good, mm -hmm. right? Like, kind of hard to beat, but it is also the only job where, you know, you lose your own money if you're bad at it. Yeah. That's a pretty big con. Um it's it's a con both ways <laughs> oh. <laughs> right well and but that's why it's like again i think it's important to focus on something other than the monetary value to 
to gauge and judge your trades, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where percentage stop loss values. And you'll you'll see I've seen a couple of YouTube guys where they do that, where they're they're kind of being the more instructional kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't really talk about it that much kind of thing, but you do notice that they're that they are doing a percentage value stop loss trading. Mm-hmm. But they're telling you it's like, well, I'm doing a fifty dollar stop loss, right? And it's like a five hundred dollar trade. And you're like, okay, so he's doing a ten percent stop loss. And then you notice that it's like he kind of starts doing that with all his trades. Mm-hmm is he's having the same percentage value because that's part of his trading strategy. You just don't know that. So you, what you do is you do a $50 stop loss on a, you know, $200 trade or yeah. or like a $5,000 trade, right? So it's like you're you're not gauging your risk properly because you're not seeing the I guess you could say the why for that portion of the strategy. But that's what helps me kind of gauge my trades. A little more is by holding it to a non-monetary value plus a timing thing mm-hmm. right so in this amount of time I was able to make this amount of percentage compared to what my goal is right because if you can reach that same trade and that same goal with any amount of money then yeah the money's going to take care of itself mm-hmm. well and it's always weird to kind of talk about trading because obviously you're doing it for money regardless you know and it's funny to me that when you take away like that oh i'm trying to make money mentality suddenly you actually start making money does that make sense yeah consistent money i guess is a better way to put it um because at the beginning regardless of who you are i think the thing that's attractive about markets and trading is oh i could make a lot of money doing this and it looks fun, you know? Yeah. And then you keep going and you transition and there's a couple of things that can happen. Either you're the type of person who's like, oh, I didn't make money, I'm done. Or you're the type of person who's like, oh, I didn't make money, I did something wrong, I'm going to fix it. Or you're the type of person who's like, oh, I am making money and I'm going to keep making money. Or you're the type of person who's like, I made money, how did I do that? And you like focus on what you're doing right. Um, each of them... You know, it's just a different mentality for each thing. And I think the proper mentality is that disconnect. We're always talking about disconnecting from your emotions while you trade. Disconnecting from, uh, in this case, um, the idea of it being money. Yeah. Looking at it percentage and it being a tool. Um, It's about really disconnecting from the whole hype factor or... uh, What's the word? Um, another word for hype? I guess. Uh, no, not another word for hype, but uh, I guess impulse again. From your impulses while trading. Everything is to take away from, take you away from that so that you can actually see what's really going on. Uh, one way I like to look at it is when you're going through life, you know, there's things that are going on around you and you just respond to them or you can kind of flip the script and turn it around and you see the things going on around you but you can be in control of that because you're aware of what's going on right yeah tell me if i'm sounding not (laughs) no you're sounding good if it doesn't no i know i I always sound good but like if it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, fair enough. <clears throat> Time to gloat, I guess. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm in a mood. Me too. <laughs> My voice kind of like keeps changing octaves a little bit, just a tad. It, it's not. <sighs> We're doing it a little bit earlier, so my voice hasn't like rested into its deeper. <laughs> I know. Well, I just find myself when I laugh at whatever we were talking about, I just oh, okay, my voice changed. <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, this is my speaking voice. Yeah, it's this like, is how I am around people. This is my radio voice speaking. <laughs> Simba. I don't know. Okay. Um. All right. How was your freaking Thanksgiving, dude? It was good. Was it? It was interesting. I was driving around with my mom because we how went. You really feel what? I feel great. I was so we drove. We drove down, and I was. We were staying at my grandparents' place so that we could get together with everybody. Yeah. Right. And it was funny because my mom listens to me talk about stocks to her when I'm with her, just because I'm her son and I can get away with telling her about stuff about me, you know. Yeah. And most people, they just get annoyed by it. But I'm like, oh yeah, another stock is it's fifty-two week low. Another ones that they're low, and she's just like, Zach, why aren't you buying them and then being like selling them? I'm like, well, I can't because I have to wait three days for my money to settle. But (laughs) (laughs) I also was like, that's not my strategy. I don't really want to. I guess I could do a whatever call order on them, you know? Yeah. Okay, especially when it comes to because I got a bunch recently in the past like two weeks, right? There's a ton. Tons of stocks have reached their fifty-two mm-hmm. week lows, and I'm kind of like, that doesn't scream buy to me. But then again, right, it's not mm-hmm. my strategy. Like, I don't have a strategy that's around buying these these fifty-two week low stocks, right? Because I haven't done the research to figure out if they're value stocks, if they're just stocks that are just doing that poorly or what, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just a little weak. It was interesting because like. Then I talked to, like I said, I talked to my grandpa because I was staying at his house. Yeah. Uh, he's like, well, why aren't you buying them? And I talked to my grandma. Well, why aren't you buying them? And it was funny because I'm like, oh, this is how normal people think about trading. It's hit its low. Now we have to buy it. And it was funny for me to see the very next day, suddenly everything goes up 5%. Right. 6 per- 7 8%. And I'm just like, ha. Huh. I can take advantage of this next time. Like, <laughs> I, uh, it was just a kind of a funny thing to see because, you know, it also kind of, I've been saying that I feel like um, retail traders are what drive volatility, right? Yeah. That's what I've been, I, don't, I didn't know if I was completely right, but that was my like kind of thought on it, right? Yeah. I don't know if you think like what you think of that, but I, well, it makes a lot of sense though. Um mm-hmm. Because realizing now it's like because we use Robinhood, right? So we're both getting those alerts. Yeah. Just kind of realize, and so was everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Right. Where and I kind of realize where it's like that's what one of the things you know Robinhood can do is they're like, hey, fifty-two week low, fifty-two week low. Exactly. It, you know, it's as low as it's ever been for this past year. Come by, come mm-hmm. drive the value back up. You know, and exactly. And so it's like I don't know if I really would want to be the guy to take advantage of those other retail traders kind of thing because that feels like well the thing is is though when you're trading you're always taking advantage of someone else's money no that's true but it's an agreement <laughs> like go on sorry um <laughs> this is the reason why i feel like it's risky because i don't feel like i'm a hundred percent the one that's taking advantage 
I feel like there's the potential that I could be the one that's taking advantage of that or sorry, being taken advantage of for participating in that because I'm like, Oh, I'm being taken advantage for them. And then kind of realize that there might be some other bigger fish who has a better strategy for that, Mm -hmm. that might actually send it in the downturn. Well, it's that same idea though of uh, what I was talking about earlier or last podcast alerts. Yeah. You know, those are alerts. Those were 100% alerts. It, they weren't like saying buy now, but they were saying it's low. You can buy. You know? Right. And so going off of that, you can kind of look at it and try to ride those waves. But the consent, like I found it funny that all of that actually happened in the same way. And I really saw that, uh, that idea that I talked about the, um, yeah, the retail trader being the volatility in the market happened it was very interesting it was very cool um i i don't regret not trading that and i don't think i ever will no you know it's something it could happen i'm like it's something i can see now and i feel like i can watch out for but for the most part i'm probably just gonna do my what i do every week you know right and so um good point if that's that's what i'm trying to say yeah (laughs) But yeah, I just thought it was interesting because it's like, yep, I see. I feel like that kind of hypothesis I had is being. I I just like being right. Okay, <laughs> that's where I'm getting. Well, yeah, and I I realized that talking with my own dad, right? Like he kind of asked me about some stocks that have reached. He's like, you know, they haven't been this low in a while. Like one of them was GE, which we mm-hmm. also talked about last week. Yes. And he was he was asking about this that like when at the stock crisis, I think oh ten dollars or something like that mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah it's still not great or it may have even been higher than that and now it's like it keeps dropping further and further mm-hmm. as i'm writing my research paper you know on it <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like do i say this is what it is at the time i'm researching it and then it drops like another 50 cents like an mm-hmm. hour later right right like i don't know but i feel like it is an easy common signal for a lot of people right especially when it's these bigger notable companies that they hear it could be like something like target mm-hmm. or ge or other things that they use and they're like wow their company is that low sweet i can buy in because i buy their stuff right so how can they fail yeah well last year i had this interesting experience where i was trading target and since this is last year i'll tell you the other stock too yeah <laughs> um uh, I would not buy it now. Orc. O-R-C. It stands for Orchard Island Capital. Oh. So would it be... Did you say O-R-C or O-I-C? It's O-R-C for the actual... Oh, fine. But... Cool. Um, yeah. So I was trading those two stocks simultaneously. And the way I saw it was um, they literally did the exact opposite of each other. It was bizarre to me. Like, hmm. no matter what, it was always the opposite. And so, holding both of them, I felt pretty good because, you know, it my account was even, but I was taking the dividends on both sides. Yeah. You know? Um, one of them was a monthly target. I don't remember what target was, but it kept Probably everything. Probably a quarterly. I think it's quarterly, but it has to be. I only traded those at that time. Yeah. Um, and so, those were good. And this, I, I went to sell my car to this guy. I didn't end up doing it. But I talked to him and he was like, oh, you stock trade? 
how, what what's something you look at and i just told him about those two stocks i'm like i look at these two don't do anything <laughs> but th that's what i'm doing right now you know they mm -hmm. just do the opposite of each other and it's funny because i think about that guy because that was like a week before new year's mm -hmm. and what i did as we know is i didn't go with target i decided oh i'll withdraw from target and just take the dividend from orc and then that's the stock that crashed for oh. me where i lost most of everything and what happened to target at the start of last year it flew it went up a ton like it yeah. did do the opposite and so i always think about this guy i'm like is he gonna take he would if he actually listened to me and was like oh target and orc i don't remember orc i'm going with target i probably did him a big favor and i'm angry <laughs> about it so <laughs> i'm just uh, angry that you did a guy a solid <laughs> well i it was nice but he was trying to like he was just being very uh, cheap about the car thing and so I, that's why i didn't end up selling to him and then i told him what to buy to get money and yeah, he just profited him in every way and i lost in every way you know doesn't yeah. really matter i forgot where i was going with that i don't know other thanksgiving story yeah i guess i don't know uh but it was just interesting because like you said people who know these stocks and see things and they're like they can't fail because i'm a part of it you know i'm yeah i'm a customer um it can help it really can but at the same time i feel like it it's just another one of those blinders where it's like i'll hold on for longer than i need to so it just depends it's all about doing our research and continually uh watching the mo market and trading in the moment that's why i have that big philo philosophy because i was trading at that time um i was like if i because i always had this idea it's like if my dividend doesn't go through i'll just hold it yeah you know i don't do that anymore for the most part i take the dividend and then i'll immediately sell it after it drops yeah but i won't hold anymore and th that it's because of that uh experience it really hurts to think about still it's weird that was terrible <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even bad so what happened because you know what happened like mm -hmm. i just lost i lost like a hundred bucks or something and then because of that i lost the amount of leverage i could have and so it like affected my trading strategy which is stupid but whatever i don't leverage anymore and i do more trades and i'm fine <laughs> anyway um yeah. yeah did you notice anything else for thanksgiving talking to your dad uh i don't know thanksgiving was good for me though i, I mean said some family it was chill very mm. relaxed had a good weekend it was nice yeah i'm really not excited to go back for work <laughs> you know because i i work uh yeah some of my regular day job now that black friday's over i was thinking about maybe getting like a retail job on the side now that I only trade like the weekend and the start of Monday. Yeah. That might be fun. Might be. Go to a jewelry store. Rob it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Yeah, you, <laughs> for all you cops out there, you're here first. He's planning it. I don't plan things. <laughs> I do just, it in the moment. <laughs> that's something you should probably plan, but we're not going to plan that. No. One thing I did also, uh, my grandpa was asking me a lot about like what to look into and how to trade and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was telling him about basically uh, fees, 
what he should look at in like a brokerage. And we were getting pretty far along that way. He's like, should I trade penny stocks? And I was like, I predominantly do, but it not because they're penny stocks. They just happen to be penny stocks a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? They're... Yeah, sometimes it's better to just have no conceptions about what stuff is, right? And just kind of go in blank, like, I know nothing. Because it's like people are like, oh, I know what penny stocks are. And it's like, uh, you don't. Yeah. Well, I just kind of, another like piece of advice I gave him was just kind of exposure therapy. Like, just experience things because you're not going to know. What did I say? Basically, you're not going to know what you need until you see, like, yeah what am i trying to say you get what i'm trying to say experience counts for a lot because you don't really know what you're doing wrong until you've done it wrong i guess is what i'm saying yeah and so uh i was trying i tried to get that across to him i'm not sure honestly i've last like five times i've talked to him he's written a couple things down he's still not trading so i don't expect much well i guess he did trade a little bit but that was before um he knew I was trading and stuff. He basically had a guy do it for him, you know? Yeah. He's like, I got, I'm going to call my broker. <laughs> the the investment advisor type. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> Which, those aren't too bad for if you don't know oh, what no. you're doing. He should do that, Yeah, I think. I think it's a good route to go. I think it's a lot better than going in and just losing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a learning curve, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. We're good? Yeah. Good. All right. Peace out. We'll see you next week.